Hi guys, good afternoon and welcome to Remarkable Woman. I hope you're having um, a wonderful day and you are staying safe. And for those who've gone back to work, I hope you're, you know, being safe and staying alert. Uh, because it's Mental Health Awareness Week and the theme is kindness, I wanted to um, bring this thought-provoking topic um, that I hope you will enjoy. Um, it's been giving me an it's given me an opportunity really as Mental Health Awareness Week uh, an opportunity to also look at my own mental health and assess some things um, about you know how I process my life how I process my um, emotions how I'm processing relationships and you know just sort of take do a stock take of um, what is really going on inside of myself. Um, and also what inspired this this topic as well is a conversation that I had with my best friend this week and you know we of late we've been having some really deep conversations about uh, emotional work you know just digging deep back into um, some traumatic events pain things that we have passed through as as, as uh, young children young people that have affected and impacted on our lives today. So today's topic is uh, saviour complex, uh, falling in love with potential. So according to psychology today, uh, a saviour complex is a psychological construct which makes a person feel the need to save others. This person has a strong tendency to seek people who desperately need help and to assist them often, sacrificing their own needs in the process. Well, um, <laughs> the real reason why I wanted to do this, because when I read that, uh, I mean, it wasn't the only definition that I found. I mean, I found other definitions and basically that just whole definition just literally describes me. Um, for those that know me, I have I have this incredible, incredible. It's just it's just a, a thing that I have in within me to want to help people, want to be there for people, want to assist people. Um, for those who know me, I go around my town and I I I give out food and stuff um, to the homeless. I literally drive around my town and I look for people to give food to. And on the surface, it I mean ideally it looks it's a positive thing you know being a giver is a positive thing in 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 school everywhere in the bible wherever we've been taught you know you're taught that it's it's good to be a giver so how can this possibly be a negative thing um so i, I wanted to talk about it and i wanted to, to do some research on it and to just dive into it and just explore what it what it really meant um to have um a savior complex so the characteristics of having a savior complex is when you only feel good about yourself um, when you're able when you're helping somebody um, you believe helping others is your purpose you spend so much time helping other people that you actually become burnt out um vulnerability attracts you so when you see vulnerable people or um, people that are struggling, you instantly sort of step in and you jump in and you're, you're, you know, you wear the cape and you're like the hero and stuff. Um, that, that's like, that's, that's just me. I do that all the time. Um, you have a need to please. Um, and it's, it takes away from, when you're that kind of person, okay, so psychology explains it as being an empathetic person. So being an empathetic person is somebody that feels empathy for other people. There are some people that don't feel empathy for nobody. You know, they don't have time for anyone. They're just concerned about themselves and about their lives and, you know, and, you know, that's them. However, I, f I know I'm an empathetic person uh, because I would rather discomfort myself and give to somebody else because that's just how I've, I've always been. That's just how I was raised. My grandmother was like that. My mom's like that. 
so that's all I know. That's that's all I know how to be to be myself, I suppose. Um, but then what I found is that as I got older and I started getting into relationships, getting into friendships, um, I found that sometimes being that kind of person, you can you can suffer from being taken advantage of. Um, you can suffer from people just taking and taking and taking and taking away from you and not really uh, replenishing where they've taken. So in other words, people say, you know, they're making withdrawals, but never really making a, a, a deposit. Um, you attract people who are have a parasitic nature. Um, you attract people that are happy to take from you without question that are happy to take from you without reciprocating, um, that are happy to take from you without conscience or feeling bad or even shame. Um, and it also, in a, in, a, in a relationship situation, it takes away the ability um, that the, the other person's ability to actually do things for themselves it's it's also called enabling so you are enabling behaviors so for example if if you're in a relationship with somebody and you're constantly having to do stuff for them you constantly have to fill, fill in forms for them you're constantly having to um you know look for a job for them or or, or, or do things that they're supposed to be able to do as an adult um you are enabling laziness and you are enabling that behavior to carry on because you are you know showing them that they're not capable so you're going to be their savior therefore disempowering them um and if you feel like you always have to come to the rescue of others um all the time then you are essentially taking um taking away their sense of responsibility and not really holding them accountable for their behavior and how they show up in your life right so i hope that was a good definition and a clear definition and you kind of understand what <laughs> what a savior complex is so i was looking at it and i was thinking but all of the things that a savior complex is it, it, or it is constitutes a savior complex is everything that i know about being an african woman or being an african wife or being an african mother you know in in my culture we are taught from a very young age you know everybody else is important but you you've got to make sure everybody else is is okay before you're okay, um, your wife, your husband, your kids, um, the in-laws, the extended family. Um, in fact, there's a there's a thing. So in 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 Zimbabwe, when you get married, um, as 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 a woman, you, when you get married, you have to go to um, your in-laws' house or family house in the village or wherever it is that they live. Usually, it's in the village. And when you get there, you basically perform all of the duties, like like everything is on you. So you basically have to, um, for those who have some knowledge of what their village life was like or remember, um, you have to bath all the kids, you have to cook all the meals, you have to fetch all the water, clean all the houses, do all the washing. So you're basically... Um, proving yourself to to this family that you have the qualities of what it takes to be a wife you know so you are you are proving to them that you're, you 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 are you you know you can sacrifice your energy and your time to be able to look after their son and whatever kids are coming um it within the marriage so it's a practice it's a, it is it is a it is a, a almost a rite of passage to be this sacrificial lamb when you go into marriage or when you go into a long-term relationship in within the African con um, context, um, because that's what I, I know and I have experienced. Um, I feel like when you do 
a lot when you sacrifice that the, the 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 level of sacrifice that you give as an african woman is determined um equals you being a a, a good wife i'm going to say that again i feel like my value and my worth as an african woman or as an african wife or as an african mother is dependent on how much i can sacrifice of myself sacrifice my time discomfort myself for other people then people can they then that's when people can say oh yeah i know she be she, she's a good wife no better wife you know wonderful wife when i'm i'm giving literally everything that i have to everybody then people can and we we live for that kind of that feeling i i, I know i've lived and have craved for um, that kind of validation so I was always doing the most constantly doing the most constantly trying to please everybody constantly trying to be there for everyone but then what that what I then discovered was that all of these people that I was doing all of these things for were not really genuinely um, showing up for me the way I was showing up for them um, they were there in order to be able to collect what they could collect benefit whatever they could benefit from you know my love my wisdom my knowledge my comfort whatever it is but then when i required the same sort of sacrifice or the same level of showing up it wasn't um it was it wasn't reciprocated um so i've ident i identified during this mental health awareness week that number one i do have a savior complex um and 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 that comes from the way i grew up my environment my position in my family i'm the eldest so i've always had to be that um and so that's just how i've always been but then it's also translated into my adult life um and in the relationships that i have with people with friends with uh with men um I just end up giving more than I'm getting and then I end up just sitting there thinking well what am I doing what is it that I'm doing wrong what is it that is so wrong about me that I'm not able to get the, the, the love that I deserve so that's the assessment that I've been doing so I thought I would share it with you guys right so how do we um how do we sort of dissect um the savior complex so or, 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 or type to try to get yourself away from that kind of um mindset and way of thinking number one i know it sounds selfish but you must focus on your needs um and, and, and also address why you need to help everyone. Because it, during my study, I also studied that people that have a savior complex generally want to focus on other people's problems so that they don't uh, have to deal with their own or address their own issues. And um, kind of is true. <laughs> there are some things that I know personally that I haven't you know i wasn't really ready to address in the past and so i'm just kind of you know at the time i didn't know i was doing it but then now in hindsight now i've looked back on it i knew that i was trying to get into something to be able to pacify something else um because i didn't really know how to deal with that issue so if i started this over here um this problem does you know it would just become like something small or hidden or you know it won't seem as bad um and that has taken me into relationships that I shouldn't have been in because I was trying to not deal with whatever else that was behind me um and unfortunately you know the truth will, will turns up um at some point you can't lie about your truth forever you can't lie about how you're living and how you're feeling forever so um, the the ability to be able to address and identify why you feel you need to help everybody um, is really, really important. Also being an active listener, be a supportive shoulder. Don't always be that person that, you know, if people, if people are calling you or are coming to you and sharing their issues, their problems and stuff, it's not all the time that you've got to say something, you know. Sometimes people just want someone to listen to. 
um, try and bide your tongue until somebody actually asks for help and says, you know, what do you think about this? What can I do? What would you do? Or, you know, just let them ask for help. Don't just be one of those people that just be like, your friend will call you, ah, oh, my husband, this, this, and this. You know, they're telling you their problems and you're just like, hmm, that one, leave him. Don't mind him. This, you know, just don't be that person. Because when we do that, when when we when we respond to people um, before we actually have an opportunity to listen and take into what they're saying, we're, we're essentially saying to them that, you know, you need rescuing, you need saving. Um, I'm here. I can, I, I, you know, I know better. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you all the tools and all the help that you need. You know, we're giving false hope to somebody uh, because we can't fix everybody's problem. And even then, if you, if you haven't properly listened to someone and assessed what the issue is, you can't, um, you know, you can't give advice. You can't render advice that is accurate. Right. So. And, and, and it also enables helplessness because you're not actually giving them the tools to be able to deal with their own issues or asking for their opinion of what they think they should be doing. You're just uh, giving it to them. There's, there's a, a, a proverb, an old proverb that, that says, you know, uh, what does it say? The one about if your son asks you for fish, you don't give him a fish. You, you give him a rod and you teach him how to fish or something. Um, if you want to be a helpful person, um, or, you know, be a helpful person, but listen to what the person needs first. Don't give unwanted, unrequested advice, unrequested help, because that can actually have a negative, um, negative impact. So, um, yeah, so ingrained desire to fix situations even when it's not requested. Uh, we need to stop taking responsibility for other adults, despite the close relationships we may have with them. Um, you have to know that these individuals are separate entities and are in charge of their own life. Wow. Um, that's really hard, I think. I think in the in the context of marriage, especially in the context of African marriage, especially, you know, like um, the amount of times I've heard, you know, if this home doesn't work is because of you. If you are, you, you know, when I was growing up, I used to hear things like, oh, um, musham kadzi. Um, basic translation is the woman is the home. Um and for me, that always felt very heavy. It always felt very heavy for that kind of responsibility to be put on my shoulders for me to make sure that my home works. Like, if if I'm in marriage or in relationship with somebody, then it's the two of us that are coming together to create something, not me, the two of us coming together, but then me being the main person that is navigating and driving the whole thing so if things go pear-shaped the whole responsibility is placed on me for not praying enough not encouraging enough not not being there for somebody enough not you know just all those kinds of feelings that we have um can cause us to to have a savior complex because you're just like you you're just trying to do the most you're doing the most you're you're trying to be everything to someone because that is what you are taught to do. That is the expectation. That is that is the expectation and and the understanding of our elders. And they think that if you are like that, then that will equals to uh, a longer marriage, a better marriage, a healthier marriage, or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know, I know it's difficult to 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 see a loved one um but hurt, hurting but it's not your job to rescue them um you know it's it's important to allow people to go through adversity and go through hurt and go through pain um because adversity is 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 um ultimately the cornerstone of growth and maturity and change so if you're stopping them and you're constantly rescuing them it's like with our children you know i can't 
there are times when I have to leave Gabby to make mistakes. Uh, quick example, we were, we were going out somewhere and she was arguing with me about not taking a coat. I'm not going to take a coat. It's warm. It's this, it's that. I'm like, okay, fine. So we were going to the sea, well, to a seaside town. So I knew it was going to be cold. Um, but I didn't say anything. I just left it because, I mean, she's at that age where she's like constantly wanting to argue with me about what she's wearing. So I just left her. She wore a tiny little jacket. As soon as we got there, about 15 minutes after we got there, it was freezing. She was like, oh, mommy, I should have listened to you. I know that you told me to wear a coat, but I didn't want to. And, you know, we have to allow. So she had to endure that whole visit without a jacket. I didn't even bother to even get her anything. I was just like, that jacket you're wearing, that's what you're going to wear for the rest of the trip. Because for me, that lesson, she has to learn that lesson. I can't feel cold on her behalf. I can't take off my jumper and give to her. I could have, but I wasn't going to. Because she needed to learn that if you don't, if without careful planning and without really thinking about the future or the next few hours, um, you can get yourself into situations where you're cold. Maybe, you know, something even worse can happen. So it's important for us to allow people that we're, you know, are in our lives, our loved ones, to be able to make their own mistakes and um, to face challenges and to um, gain muscle. You know, their coping me mechanisms become stronger when, when we allow them to, 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 to fight their own battles um and also you know another way of working through the savior complex is uh being able to identify your own flaws your own strengths and weaknesses and uh, because there are a lot of times that people say to me, oh, you're a bit of a goody two-shoes, aren't you? I, I really am not. Um, I mean, I, I used to get this from in school anyway. But I'm not. Um, there are a lot of loads and loads of different things that, you know, um, are my flaws. Um, but because I'm always in a position where I'm helping someone or I'm doing something for someone or I'm, 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 you know, creating an opportunity for someone or doing something that is positive, people then think that that's, that's how I see myself. Like I see myself as a sort of, well, goody two shoes. I, I really don't. Um, I think the ability to be able to understand your own strengths and weaknesses, I think, are, are, are really important because then you don't fall into that trap of feeling like you're better than everybody else. So personally, I'm sort of working on that. Um, so which, which leads me to the second sort of the second part of the, 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 the title, you know, falling in love with potential. So when you're an empathetic person, you basically you know, you're that person that brings all the strays home. Yeah? So that's me. So you can imagine if you're a, a stray collecting kind of person, you are collecting strays, you know, including people and also cats and animals and other things. <laughs> and other things. I even I even feel empathetic for stuff. Like I, 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 um, upscale furniture. So I never want to throw away like furniture or I never want to see a, a nice piece of furniture. No matter how broken it is, I'll still pick it up and I'll take it home and I'll try and fix it and I'll try and turn it into something new. So my, my view of potential is so, is so skewered. I think it's so yeah I see potential in pretty much everything and most things which can be a good thing and a bad thing uh good thing in the sense that you know I have the creativity uh, the creativeness to be able to create new things out of old things um but then I, I I'm realizing that I can't do that with people you know um there have been many times that I've fallen in love with people that I'm just like, um, okay, it's not, this is not how it looked like in the beginning. Uh, because in the beginning, everybody puts on their best foot forward when you start a relationship. 
everybody shows you their best qualities and their best side because we want to be loved we want to be accepted we want you know um we want the other person to think that you know we are the best thing since sliced bread so the the flaws and the incompatibilities can then show up later on in the relationship and as a person that has savior complex or an, an empathetic person you may gloss over those red flags um so maybe you don't have anything in common or maybe you have very little in common but because you see this person as a person that needs you and you know they need you for their life to be better they need you for their life to to progress they need what you can provide they need your love they need your this you just gloss over it you know maybe you don't have date nights and or maybe you don't have um you don't spend enough time together or actually valuable time together um but you don't talk about it because you don't want to rock the boat and because you know they already have a lot on you know they're struggling with this so you're constantly making excuses for for that for this person and you're constantly making excuses for why um somebody is not giving you or showing up for you the way that they should um so what i what i understood about that was that we need to establish boundaries i think that people that are like me we struggle with boundaries i know i definitely struggle with boundaries uh because i just you know when I care about people, when I care about somebody, I don't, I just do, I just do for them as much as I can. I do for them, not even as much as I can, more than, more than I can, more than, more than I even do for myself. Um, and sometimes that can make people be a little bit disrespectful towards you, take advantage of you, see you as weak, see you as desperate, um, and then in turn begin to treat you like that um so boundaries for me are is is i mean it's a, it's a whole new subject it's something that i i never i mean i only started learning about boundaries when i was like a few years ago i never knew anything about boundaries especially when it came to relationships i mean i had i know about boundaries when it came to like you know when you're a teenager or a young girl and you're being told about you know being able to protect yourself your body making sure nobody violates you and stuff those kinds of boundaries yeah but when it comes to relationships uh whether it's a friendship or it's a a a, a romantic especially romantic relationships i absolutely have no idea still kind of learning um but i'm learning through experience um know that somebody has sat me down and said you know these are boundaries this is this and this and this and this or even had the conversation it's only like now that my friend and I are doing our emotional work um we are learning about boundaries so boundaries are um defined as parameters that you put within your life to be able to uh, govern how people show up in your life how people stay in your life how people treat you how people relate to you um yeah basically and these include you know obviously personal space uh sexuality emotions thoughts your time energy religion culture etc um boundaries protect relationships from becoming unsafe so with my experience from my experience um of uh domestic violence i realized that uh a lot of boundaries there were i mean a lot there weren't any boundaries at all there weren't any boundaries at all and that caused me to fall into the arms of somebody that violated me physically emotionally spiritually i was violated because i lacked boundaries 
And apparently bendy boundaries are very common in women because we are mothering, because we are nurturing, because we are, um, we are, we are mothers. We just, you know, we're maternal. So our boundaries can be a bit bendy. Um, however, sometimes we can be very rigid with our boundaries. So you can be somebody that, you know, you don't want to be around men. You don't want to see men. You don't even want to, you don't even want to hear about them. You don't, you know, so these are not even boundaries. These are like walls, walls and, and fences. And so, you know, so the walls are going up really quickly for some people. Um, so you avoid closeness. Um, and then for some people, we have no boundaries. We have no boundaries or we have too many boundaries. The, the trick, I think, is to find a middle ground. You know, you can still be soft and a little bit hard at the same time. But just like find a middle ground where you are still protecting your space. You're still protecting yourself. You're, you know, you're still able to love, uh, but within certain confines so that people don't take the piss, right? I, this is, this is very, I hope you guys are following what I'm saying. Um, this has been a subject that I, I've been battling with for a few for a while now just wondering whether I should really talk about it because it's something very personal to me and um it really comes from a place of um a place of emotion and a place of hurt and a place of uh realizing that uh for me to be able to be in a healthy relationship with anybody i've got to be in a healthy relationship with myself and i've got to see myself as somebody that is worthy of love and that deserves love um so you know because your self-esteem and self-worth and identity can be hugely impacted and uh by not by not having boundaries and you can become resentful towards other people because you fail to advocate yourself so you fail to assert yourself you fail to stand up for yourself you fail to speak up for yourself so i found some basic rights that i think would be really really useful to anybody that is on this journey of trying to um have more self-awareness self-discovery just um understanding of self so basic rights i have the right to say no without feeling guilty which for me for me that one is is massive i it's hard for me to say no um i don't want to disappoint people and and the thing is those people are not really they're not they don't think twice about disappointing me so i don't understand why i'm constantly trying to protect people that are not even interested in protecting me um i have the right to be treated with respect i have the right to make my needs as important as others i have to be accepting of my mistakes and my failures i have the right to meet not i have the right not to meet others unreasonable expectations of me oh god unreasonable expectation Uh, well like i said um in my journey into uh being an african wife um i have experienced a lot of unreasonable expectations it's almost as though like when somebody when when you have a ring on your finger it's like right now we can do whatever we want with you we can do whatever we want to you you should give us anything that we want you should be everything that we desire, everything that we ask for. And if you forever, if for any reason you ever say no, oh God, you know, that then the labels start coming out. Then, you know, people start looking at you different, speaking about you different. Um, 
but i think all that is is still a lack of boundaries so that's why i thought this was really important because i think a lot of us a lot of us are lacking boundaries um or even the knowledge of boundaries or even the knowledge of what what they are or what we're supposed to be doing with them uh so as women sometimes we look at relationships with rose-colored glasses sometimes we think that in order to be loved we have to be perfect and virtuous and we kill ourselves trying to be good ah in all different kinds of manner of ways all different kinds of ways i mean i'm not even just talking about how we look um how we feel we feel guilty about spending time by ourselves we feel guilty about spending money on ourselves we feel guilty about um we feel guilty about a lot of different things you know things that you shouldn't be making you to feel guilty but because of this ideology that we've we've been fed and this ideology that we've been taught and this 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 um ideology of sacrifice that you are to sacrifice you should sacrifice you must be sacrificial you know um we kill ourselves to try and be that um to try and maintain and retain uh relationships um but i want to say this to anybody that has ever been in a relationship or been in a marriage and felt like you have been taken advantage of uh, that somebody has taken so much from you and given nothing back and then they just up and left. Um, it's very common, my sister. Not be only you. It's not just you. There's a lot of us out here. You know, um, doesn't make you a bad person. Doesn't make you a stupid person. It doesn't make you crazy. Um... That you know somebody took advantage of your love and and you know what you what you, what you gave to them it's just we live in a society that encourages us to not really be our real selves all the time you know everybody is just trying to be different everybody's trying to mask who they really are so you know don't don't be so hard on yourself I'm saying this to you and I'm saying it to myself as well. Don't be so hard on yourself. It's, and, and also don't stop being a good person. Don't stop being a loving person. However, be a loving person with, with boundaries. Be a giving person with boundaries. Be, be uh, an empathetic person, but with boundaries. Um, so... Whenever you feel like you want to help someone, um, I think in terms of help someone in terms of, so whenever you feel like um, you want to help somebody that, that has the potential of being in a relationship with you or that you have a romantic connection with, think about it. Am I helping them because I want them to look at me in a better light that way it increases my chances of being with them or am i helping them because i just want to help them and also because they need the help and they can't do they can't fix the problem by themselves um because i think sometimes as women we do more that we do we do we do the most because we want to impress and we want to increase our chances of um, being being with that person or being in a relationship with that person. Uh, so we're constantly doing the most over-sacrificing. Um, and, you know, the sacrifice comes in, 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 in money. You'll be sacrificing financially, looking after a whole grown person. Um, or emotions. You're with somebody that is completely emotionally vacant, emotionally absent um yet you're pouring into them emotionally and they're not pouring anything into you but you, you know you're okay because you know in his own little way he he tries to be there for me and he tries to help you know um also it can it can happen through your time so you're investing time in somebody that is not really invested in you 
um, we have to be able to separate reality and idealism from when we look at people. Um, that's where the potent, that's where the falling in love with potential comes comes in because if you fall in love with the person that is in front of you and the reality of what they're presenting to you and the reality of what you know about them instead of what you would like them to be or what you see, the potential that you see. Because I don't know what it is. It's just like an inbuilt female thing. Like, oh, I don't know whether it's like this for everybody, but for me, maybe because I, of the type of people that I, I end up with, um, but excuse me, I always, I always seem to see people like, oh my God, it could be like this, it could be like that, he's like that, he's, he's, you know, I see you in a, in a, in this kind of, um, situation, um, so something higher than the, what the person is at that time, is, I don't know, it's just an ability that I have, um, and because of that, I think it gives me a, a wrong sense of duty, um towards that person because then I think well whatever I saw I must I must I must try and help you to to make it happen and what that what that has caused it, it it's 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 caused the other person to actually not really have a vision for their life because I'm creating a vision for them uh, so I'm creating an idealism an, an ideal life that I think you should be having and for some people, it's like, oh, she's an amazing woman. She's and and I am an amazing woman. However, <laughs> I think that when I do that, I actually take away the ability for somebody to think for themselves and to actually explore their own options of what their vision of their life can be or should be. Um. So just separating what is real and what is in my head, and acting on it accordingly um is, is something that I'm, I'm i'm really learning um especially during this lockdown it's taught me loads apart from knowing how to paint you know i'm also learning how to to see life for life just real life not what i would like it to be it's good i'm not saying don't be a dreamer it's good to be a dreamer it's good to to have vision um but at the same time it's also good to to see people just how they show up in your life you know um so after everything that i i've learned through this podcast um uh, i mean while working on this podcast i'm a little bit confused uh because i spent my whole life being taught how to forsake myself others um how to show up for others how to be there for up for others how to take care of others you know that's 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 been my foundation and and my upbringing but now as a grown woman my openness and willingness to give have been used and abused um so i ask myself the question and i ask you guys how are we really to find healthy honest love because it seems these days everybody is in is in it for what they can get for themselves um and it's 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 painful um disappointing and really just um just you know discouraging sometimes because I can understand why some people will be like, oh, I'm never going to be in a relationship again. I'm never going to be with anybody again. Because sometimes the way people come at us, it's just like, mate, you know, they come at you a certain way. And then I know this is like an old age statement, but what once, what, once they get what they want, they're gone. And it's true. It's not, you know, there's no sugarcoating. It's just, it's, that's just how it is. Some people just live to, to sponge off other people, you know. Either they're sponging off your money or sponging off your love, sponging off your emotions, sponging off something. There's something that you have that they're benefiting from. And they're not willing to put themselves in a position where they can they, they can discomfort yourself themselves to make you happy or sacrifice anything to try and make your life better. Um yeah. 
and I think how people show up in, in, in their own lives, so how people conduct business in their own life, you know, how they uh, conduct their own things, you know, how they, how they live, how they work, how they eat, how they relate to people, um, should really show you a little bit, give you a bit of an insight of what kind of person that is, and also how they turn up for you, how they show up for you, how they fight for you, how they um how they're there for you when you need them um also gives you an understanding of of who somebody really is um because sometimes if you're if you're in a situation where you're not really getting what you need from somebody um as an empathetic person the the first instinct is to change yourself so you're constantly trying to change yourself trying to find ways of trying to fix things um you know trying to show them that you're a good person and you're there for them um but at the end of the day people are just people they are who they are people don't change because you want them to change people change because they want to change um and if the love is exhausting and is corrupting and is dishonest um it doesn't and it doesn't make you feel calm doesn't make you feel nurtured supported loved then it's not for you it really is not for you um this this podcast is really hard for me guys it's really just um i know i keep saying um it's because i'm trying to fight back the emotions that this subject has really brought up for me so why do we stay why do we hold on to such toxic situations and relationships because we don't want to be alone because we're afraid of being alone um but i will say this to you today you can't live your life fearing being alone um a lot of the times we, we hold on to an ideal um, and these fears keep us in situations that are not serving us. So in closing, I want you to ask yourself these questions. If you were to stop putting in effort into that relationship or into that person, would would they stop talking to you? Um would they turn up for you come and find you want to have a conversation with you um would they fight to be in your life would they do absolutely everything they can to make sure that the relationship doesn't end um if you can answer all these questions and your answer is yes then great maybe you do have a solid foundation and a solid relationship and you haven't just fallen in love with somebody's potential and somebody's actually doing in the work, the emotional work, to be able to um, turn up and be the best, you know, their, their best self for you. But if you said no, then, yeah, my sister, like me, I don't think you, um, you have a good foundation there. I, I don't think that that relationship is what you think it is um you have idealized it and put it on a pedestal that it shouldn't be it needs to be knocked off the perch and you know and it's a difficult thing to do it's a difficult thing to admit to yourself that this relationship that i'm in is not really for me or it's not serving me or it's not giving me what i want um but it's also very mature to do so because I believe that through all the pain and struggle that we go through, um, there are lessons to be learned. And what you should do now is to look at what went wrong. Um, learn from what that relationship taught you. Um, and, you know, Still believe in love, though. You know, don't be discouraged and don't feel like everybody's the same. Um, I just believe that 
people sometimes can be incompatible. You know, you can have chemistry. Somebody said something really interesting the other day. They're like, people, who was it? I can't remember. Um, <laughs> but I was listening to something and, and, and they were talking about chemistry. And they're like, you know, chemistry is not necessarily a romantic thing. Chemistry is just chemistry that you have with people. You could have chemistry with, you know, somebody at the, down the co-op. You'd have chemistry with the guy on the subway. Um, you know, the ticketing person. You could have, Chemistry is basically a connection between two individuals. Um, so when we get into relationships because of chemistry, your chemistry changes all the time. Maybe the connection that I have with you now is not the connection that we're going to have five years down the line or... Um, what I'm basically saying is don't get into a relationship because you, you're feeling, your body's feeling somehow for somebody. You, do you understand? Chemistry is not a reason for you to get into a relationship or even for you to get married. That's just biology and, you know, just how we're feeling on the inside. Ultimately, what sustains a relationship, you know, honesty, trust, um, the ability to be there for each other. I know I keep saying show up a lot today. The ability to show up for the person the way they show up for you. You know, those are those are some of the things that are, that are going to sustain a relationship, not really chemistry. Uh, because even people that have been in long-term relationships and, and um, marriages and stuff, they'll tell you that over time, that chemistry, you need to, that you need to keep um, feeding that fire so that fire keeps burning. You need to keep rejuvenating it so that it keeps working and it keeps being alive. Um, so fall in love with somebody for who they are right now, not what they're going to be in five years or what they're going to be in 10 years. It's good to have vision with somebody, but at the same time, I think that some of us get to really, you know, we have this, this hero complex. Oh, you meet a guy and he's like, oh, he needs somewhere to stay. So you move him into your house, needs papers. So you do his papers um you know he needs this so you do it for him he needs a job so you do the application you know you do all these things and because number one you want to be with him and number two you want to help but then the lines then become very 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 blurred very very blurred somewhere in there and then you end up a lot of the times you end up being the one that loses you know because when you're being loved properly and you're, you're, you're being poured into the way somebody's, you know, the, the way you're pouring into somebody else, um, you can feel it. You know it. You don't have to question it. But if there's something within you that's like, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really fulfilled here. I'm not really feeling like this person loves me or this person is there for me, then they probably are not. Um, and it's important for you to voice that. And also to just, you know, be honest about your feelings and about how, about what you want. Um, you can't love somebody into their potential. Uh, I think it's healthy for you to say, I love you. I care about you, but we're not compatible. What you want and what I want are completely different. The way we, uh, we, what's the word? conduct the way we conduct our business is not the same um so you just let them go you know we need to stop fighting for people that are not fighting for us uh it's also okay to love people from afar uh you know somebody can be amazing funny creative be a loving person be this amazing wonderful gorgeous person but it doesn't mean that they're your person I'm going to say that again, because that really, that for me, it really hit me. Somebody can be amazing and wonderful and creative and funny and, you know, responsible and great, but it doesn't mean they're your person. Please, let's stop holding on to people that maybe in the future he might become somebody I want, but right now he's not. Because potentially that person that you're choosing to spend the, spend your life with, if you know within yourself that person is not showing up for you the way they should, how do you think it's going to be like in 20 years? Because you're not going to have your health. You might not have your health. You, you definitely won't have your youth. So 
if they're not showing up for you now when you're able-bodied and you can walk and you're okay and you know everything's fine how do you think they're going to show up for you when you're sick or when you're elderly or when you need something when you really need them how do you think they're going to be then if they're not giving you the type the kind of love that you need right now as a young person how is it going to be when you're elderly and you're you know in your 80s and stuff and you you're 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 not mobile and you need them um so if you're tying your life to somebody make sure that this person's going to show up no matter what no matter what what age we are um they're going to show up um yeah so I need to take a deep breath. This has been very... I always say to you guys, whenever I talk to you and whenever I do my podcasts and stuff, it's like therapy for me. So, um, yeah. Sometimes you just, you just, sometimes you have to give up on people showing up and being better for you. Uh, it doesn't mean that that person's bad. It's just they're not right for you. It's also important for you to not give your your, your best part, the best parts of yourself to people who don't value you. You know, I want you to... I've, I've been saying this to myself actually the last few days, uh, the last few weeks. You deserve to feel good in your relationship. You deserve someone who shows up for you like you show up for them. Uh, because when you're an empathetic person, you can put yourself through a lot to keep relationship going, your relationships going. In the hopes that if you try a little bit more, they may change for you. But like I said, people don't change because you want them to. People change because they want to change. So if you're constantly complaining to somebody, oh, you're not giving me this, you're not giving me that, you're not being that for me, you're not being that for me. You're not doing this thing, you're not doing that. You should really be asking yourself, why do you keep allowing that person to, to keep doing that to you? Why do you keep giving them space and opportunity to disrespect you, not love you properly, um, and not take care of your needs the way that they're supposed to? <sighs> yeah, I had an amazing time recording this. Um, I'm feeling a bit choked up and emotional, but I think that's what, that's really why I do this because I want, I want you guys to be able to hear me in my natural state. Does that make sense? I don't know. Just be as open as I can because there's really no point in me coming on here and just, you know, talking a whole bunch of rubbish to you guys. That's not real, that's not, that has no, you know, relatable quality. So, I hope you have an amazing day. And as always, I, I really appreciate all your messages and, you know, all the encouragement that you guys are, uh, continue to give me. And all the support, all the sharing, or, you know, all you've all been sharing with your friends and family during this lockdown, um, definitely um listener numbers have gone up which is good and the thing is it's so widespread it's so like it's everywhere it's i i, I when i first started doing the podcast i was i was thought you know I'm, I'm just targeting people that are um in my community uh, within the uk um but then when i was looking at the analytics the other day the just the 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 listeners are i have listeners in ireland and Zambia and just all over the world which is trips me out because um I just I just never thought you know people would want to hear me talk um so have an amazing day have a great listen I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys and your feedback and also share stories about your lockdown please I'm so bored I'm so tired I'm so ready to go to work I miss doing hair and we're not open for business uh, hairdressers until uh, July, I think. So, yeah, hopefully once I open and once I'm back in business, I'll see some of you. 
have a wonderful day, go out, enjoy the sun, have a PIMS or something. And um, I will speak to you guys soon. Take care. Bye-bye.